Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. <laughs> Can you see out of that eye at all? Uh, yeah, a little bit. It's kind of like if you're wearing sunglasses, I can see out of like the bottom, little bottom, bottom third, maybe. So, so did you have any like, like depth perception or? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I was going in. I mean, when I went, when I first did it, I went in there. And they told me I was really that I wouldn't be playing, and then I went to the eye doctor, and they said, yeah, you, they want to dilate my eyes or something. Like that. Then they were like, I, your vision goes blurry, and I told them not to because I wanted to play. And they said, oh, you probably won't be playing. And then the girl sewed it up and stuff, and, and I came back and wanted to give it a try. And you know, basically, I got back at the gym after the thing with about 50 on the clock, so you guys saw me there. And uh, I just went right out, got some shots of the film, and you know, I felt pretty good. Celtics win this one 187 and stay in the middle of the East playoff race. This is the Garden Report on CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog. Welcome to the show. I am Jimmy Toscano. With me as always, Jared Weiss and Julian and Julian Edelman, April Fools. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna be extremely serious during this episode because Kelly Olynyk was violently assaulted by Shadlick Randolph before this game, and somehow through the miracle of being a Canadian, was able to tough it out and play in this one. So we're gonna talk about <laughs> Kelly Olynyk's incredible He's heroic bravery, and, and then we're gonna talk about that schmuck Tyler Zella and his fantastic play this evening in part two. And we're also gonna talk about I want to mention Marcus Smart's poor shooting. Uh, right off the bat, just <laughs> really? to set the tone for this, right away from the out of completely plan, nowhere, what the hell is going on with Marcus Smart? Okay, let's go into Kelly Olynyk. So Kelly okay. Olynyk, sure. part one done. Kelly Olynyk was fantastic. He only had one eye functioning, it appears, because that other eye, the left eye that was elbowed in the face by Shalik Randolph before the game, was yes. completely swollen shut by the time this game started. We all thought he wasn't going to play based on how he was. I mean, he was shooting before the game was actually kind of all right once he kind of was, was able to yeah. understand he had no death perception at the time. But he looked good. He hit a three early in the game. We thought, mm -hmm. all right, maybe we'll have like a nice little kind of blip of play from him. Then he went off and ended up with a team-high 19 points, Jimmy. Yeah, and just to go back to your point, when, I, when he first walked in the building, I saw his eye. I was like, I audibly gasped. I was like. You started puking all over I the place. It's really bad threw up baffled. on his other eye. I was baffled <laughs> at what could, it looked like a golf ball. I, people say that a lot, but this legitimately looked like it. I thought he wasn't going to play. Then he went on a shot, and I was like, well, he's hitting a ton of shots right now. He'll probably at least suit up. 
And then we saw it tonight, 19 points. Um, and only 21 minutes, by the way. Yeah, no, a very efficient seven attempts shooting. Mm -hmm. And I thought he had the dagger three in the fourth quarter that put the Celtics up by 16 with like five to go. But the Pacers had nothing left by that point. So, uh, yeah, maybe, I don't, I mean, do we know, does he know? Maybe he could just never see in that left eye. We don't really know. He might just be, it might just be another day at the office for him. Uh -huh. So, um, but yeah, it was good to see uh, the aggressiveness. And he talked about that after the game. He's just trying to stay aggressive out there. Um, and I think that as far as I'm concerned, those guys should just keep playing one-on-one -on -one before every game. <laughs> it should get very physical. Yeah, I mean, I think the real story here is that uh, Randolph actually showed us he had a little mark on his arm. Oh, yeah. And uh, Olenek put his face right yeah. into Shavlik's arm. And Shavlik so. didn't play tonight, and maybe that was because of that. Yeah, he, he was. He's, I mean, he he's been, obviously he's been playing 30 tonight. minutes a game yeah. besides that, yeah. <laughs> he obviously sat out tonight with a, I don't know if it was his right or left arm, but uh, an elbow bruise kept Randolph out of tonight's game. Yeah. And <laughs> Kelly Olynyk was able to go out and just perform tonight with mm -hmm. the 19 points, 7 for 10. Um, no, but seriously, Olynyk was, was really good. I don't think any of us were expecting that out of him. That eye was very ugly, just all kinds of colors. You can see where the stitches were, mm -hmm. and it was pretty much fully sealed shut it looked like after the game it was like after the game it was at shot. its worst Yard. maybe yeah. it was maybe opened it up a little bit before the game or whatever but mm -hmm. it was it was not ideal so um yeah i mean great great showing That's by him. him i don't know if we knew that he had this kind of toughness mm -hmm. uh most people would be in bed icing their eye and he was yeah. not so props to kelly didn't wear any didn't wear anything over yeah him. i would yeah. demand some I would be, giant I would, goggles <laughs> Especially against David West, I'm, I'm thinking the whole time yeah. like, I'm about to get punched in the face here any really? second. Which uh, apparently he got hit in the in the mouth, was it? By yeah, I think was his it lip West? Was yeah. At one point. In the so game. rough night for Kelly. I hope he got home safe. Um, he <laughs> drove him home. Yeah, I hope. Jeez. Yeah. Um, so he had like these kind of like little mini cushion goggles before the game, and he went out to shoot. We're like, all right, he's gonna see if he can shoot with his goggles on. They just like tossed him underneath the hoop and just went out, yeah. shot fine. It looked like he was kind of turning his face into the shot a little bit because. I think literally there was nothing happening with that left eye. I mean, that, that guy was gone there. Um, and then you saw him pick up the goggles after he did his warm-up shooting, so you're thinking, all right, maybe he's going to use them. Then he goes out there playing against David West, Roy Hibbert, Yamahimi. Yeah. That's, that's that's six fine. pairs of sharp elbows there, Not way the sharper than Shavlik's. Well, that's true. We're, well, we, three pairs. We, yeah, okay. So a couple stiffs going at him. And, um, six six, 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 six total pairs. elbows. Six yeah. total elbows. Yeah. It's late. Um, but... <laughs> You got to give him credit for that, and as Evan Turner said, you can't embarrass yourself in front of Gerald Wallace. Exactly. Yeah, that that's and somebody said, oh, you can't embarrass yourself in front of hockey players. And Evan Turner was like, hockey players? We're worried about Gerald Wallace more than hockey players. Gerald Wallace is the toughest guy that we know. So. Yeah, some guy named Dougie. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Who could be afraid of someone named Dougie or Kelly? <laughs> who Kelly, so. who Kelly Olynyk accidentally revealed is dealing with rib, broken ribs, that was previously undisclosed by the Bruins. So now the cat's <laughs> out of the bag. I think Bruins PR awesome. might have fed him that line, yeah. So that was pretty interesting there. We'll have to ask uh, Darrell Rivas about all of our uh, Kelly Olenek injury news next time. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's talk about let's quickly talk about Roy Hibbert. You brought that up. What is why is Roy Hibbert so bad at basketball all of a sudden? Why is Roy <laughs> Hibbert so bad at basketball? I feel like that's a fair question. He no, Roy Hibbert he has regressed. I mean, there's no there's no doubt that he's regressed. I'm sorry, year. I'm yeah. just looking up his numbers right now. He played 19 minutes, shot three for nine, seven points. Again, he's 7-4, and we were laughing at all those zero rebound games in the playoffs last, year, last yeah. year, was it? He had three tonight. 
just for his size and the type of prospect he was and the type of potential that he at one time reached, you know, Roy Hibbert was never going to be, you know, a dominant center in this league, but he was on pace to be a very good center. And he just kind of hit his peak and where people thought he would level off, he's been, you know, nosediving since then. It doesn't make sense. He's at, he's obviously slow on his feet. Doesn't have the best feel for the game, but I don't. I didn't see this type of drop off coming from him. I mean, I think the word you used, slow, definitely yeah. applies. Another word that starts with S is soft. Um, <laughs> that's when you're seven. Four, another word that starts soft, with S is sugar. And <laughs> I, 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 it goes back to the, I'm telling you, these some of these Georgetown guys, man, they come into the league and they're kind of oh. soft. And I'm thinking about another another I'm guy. I'm thinking that, about that guy too. Thinking about Jeff Green. <laughs> uh, Patrick uh, Ewing, another, no, uh, not, no, not Patrick Ewing. He was probably like the last. Maybe Allen AI. Iverson. After AI, yeah. after that, though. Okay. Like the, yeah. new, the new wave, the new, <laughs> the new wave, wave of Georgetown players. The post-John Lucas they, era. Yeah, they yeah. don't really, uh, I don't know, they haven't really impressed me. Uh, but you nailed it pretty much the stuff you see. He's kind of slow, he's not aggressive enough. And I just feel like uh, tonight it was a bad matchup for him, and Zeller's exploited that matchup in the past. He, he can stretch the floor. They like Hibbert down low, and when he goes out, when he leaves that paint area, he, he loses They're a lot of value. all bad matchups for him. Like, I'm trying yeah. to think of a good matchup for Hibbert right now. A good matchup would be, you know, like strictly a low post center right. who Hibbert has size on. and Like today's Patrick Ewing? Sure. Like Who's that? <laughs> no, I mean like Patrick no Ewing like right that. now would be a good matchup. Oh, Patrick Ewing oh, went on the court oh, right now. Oh, okay. So like yeah. a 55-year-old Patrick Ewing would be a good oh, matchup for him. Oh, that would be tough. Yeah, April Hibbert Pools, could probably shut him down. down. Yeah, probably. Okay, let's move to the next oh. part of the show. So we'll Cold come back George for part Denver's two. These guys will think <laughs> about it. We'll try to come up. Oh, by, by the way, correction, John Thompson on John Lucas was the George Jack coach. So we'll, uh, be right. be, we'll be back for part two. Shout out to our sponsors, lynda.com, Peak Organic Brewing, the Reach Dap, the great poll app for everybody. And now, oh, we got we to gotta, uh, peep the poll. Jared Solinger, should he be on a paleo diet? What are the results for that? Oh, we don't have the results yet. yet? It's running all week. We'll find that on Friday. Yeah, we're going to give you guys time to answer that. I'm not going to sleep until I know the answer. I already said said last show that my answer is any diet. I don't care if it's paleo. I don't care if it's West Beach, whatever the heck it's called. South Beach. South Beach, yeah. The legendary West Beach of Miami. Maybe we should start one called the West Beach for him. All right, cool. So we'll be back. That was great. Uh, we'll be back for part two. And uh, before we even do that, we want to announce our new sponsor. You have Another probably one. heard of them before because they sponsor every other big podcast out there. So I guess we're a big podcast now. Audible.com. So okay. go sign up for Audible.com. Get a free audio book today. Get a free trial with them. Go sign up at Audible.com. Uh, mention CLNS Radio, mention Celtics Blog, mention The Garden Report. We'll have to put out an audio book of every single episode ever of The Garden Report, I guess, wow. so they can use that to download it. So, we'll be back for part two momentarily. And that was crazy. And it was wild and random, too. You know, it happened prior to the game, not during the game. And, uh, you know, uh, credit to him for coming back. You know, you know, not only that, I don't know if you saw his outfit. He had on a royal blue hat, a light blue eye, you know, uh, baby blue shoes, midnight blue uh, pants, and, uh, you know, a navy blue uh, a navy blue uh, vest. So, you know, obviously, he, yeah, he kind of, you know, he kind of had it planned a little bit. Oh, in front of hockey players. That's so funny, man. They're really tough, huh? That's what people tell me, right? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think uh, 
You know, the biggest thing is uh, don't embarrass yourself in front of Gerald Wallace. You know, that's a pretty tough <laughs> dude in general. So, you know, I think having a look at Gerald every single day will be way worse than you know, seeing the guys across the hallway we barely see. <laughs> Not my, it's not anything to do with me. I think the one thing is, is you know, he plays in a lineup where he has the ball a lot, and he's probably never had the ball that much before. Um, as far as playing the point, um, you know, Marcus can play the point when they're in together as starters. Um, and then, uh, but even today, like I, I, Isaiah was in, and with with both Evan and or Marcus, and we put Isaiah off the ball a little bit because that stretches your defense. You know, um, they have to they have to honor Isaiah at the wing, which sometimes opens up rollers or give him a drive and kick off of a live dribble. So um, Evan is playing well, um, but it's not like he's forcing, you know, anything. He's just he's just playing good basketball. He's got the ball in his hands a lot. You know, I think I'm getting used to uh, obviously the system. You know, I got the, the personnel is pretty good where they're making shots. And um, I think when we execute, we're really tough to beat. And uh, this is not, you know, with me having the rock in my hand, I just think it's a, a team thing, a unit thing. You getting used to triple doubles too? Uh, nah. <laughs> you know, it's definitely cool. It's definitely fun. And, uh, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, getting them and winning. So that's, that's the coolest thing. Right now, every game is uh, key. All right, back for part two now on the Garden Report, brought to you by Linda.com. Reached Peak Organic Brewing and now Audible.com. We're going to talk about Evan Turner's triple-double. We're going to okay. talk about Tyler Zeller's fantastic shooting. We're going to see if Jimmy can keep it together here, and then we're going to go box and ball. I don't think it's going to happen. We'll see. So, Evan silly. Turner, third triple-double in about a month's time, I think the last 21 games. Evan Turner is yeah. clearly enjoying this point-forward role. It's really working for him, having the role where he's basically – running point later in the possession from the wing, having Marcus Smart Avery Bradley bring up the ball. It's working great for him. He's doing it all. I mean, he pretty much does whatever Brad Stevens, wherever Brad Stevens puts him, he can adapt his game, kind of like a chameleon. I like to think of him as the human chameleon. That's what I'm going to call him next time I see him. He adjusts, he can play the point guard, he can play shooting guard, he can play small forward. And that's what the Celtics, I mean, the best decision Evan Turner ever made, maybe in his life, is to sign with the Celtics. <laughs> And on a short-term deal to sort of restore his value. Yeah. I mean, he, he's, and especially if they make the playoffs, he's one of the top reasons, if not the top reason, that they're playing so well the last two months. Last month, he was doing it. He wasn't shooting great last month, but he was averaging, I think, 7.3 rebounds, 7.1 assists. Now, in March, he averaged, like, 11 points, and he, his shooting went up to 46% from the field. I mean, he's doing what they need him to do out there. They're winning each game because of it. The three triple-doubles, they've won all three games, which is the most important stat. Mm -hmm. So I really like what I've seen out of him. Um, and he's one of the guys, him and Isaiah Thomas are the only two players I really want with the ball in their hands late, late, late in the game. Okay. So Jimmy just kind of nailed everything about Evan Turner <laughs> Part that there was two. to say. No, so I'm not, I'm not no, going to echo on. all that. Come on, you got something. Something I guess that Turner can improve on, 6 for 17 shooting. Yeah. He's still kind of I don't want to say they're ugly triple-doubles because he is doing a lot very well, but he still is not the the best scorer overall. He kind of has that mid-range jumper, and every other aspect of his scoring kind of mm. isn't, isn't there as much as you'd like it to be. But he still puts together very complete games. So, like you said, you're, you're comfortable with the ball in his hands late, and maybe the best decision he made was signing this short-term deal with the Celtics. Turner, you might not want to come back here after that second year he might be making too much money somewhere else 
could he be the type of player that Ainge takes this summer and says, we just boosted his value, now is the time with Evan Turner. That's a good point. I mean, yeah, he could be a guy that they could... Just decided to flip that around on you for a second. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, pumping up Evan that's a good point. I mean, he's on a, he's on low money. He's an expiring deal. You, I don't know what you... what you Could you get a first round for him? No, I, I don't really Probably know. Probably not. You, I don't know what you could, what you could do really it, so. get. I mean, I, I think that he might be worth more to the Celtics to keep if they're trying to... I mean, they're trying to... If, it depends on how their offseason goes, really, right? I mean, if totally. if Ainge totally. goes out there and gets a legit guy, he's not going to go and try to flip Turner for whatever. I mean, I don't even know what you would look for. Um, but if it happens where they don't get anybody big and it looks like maybe a step back or a, or a level playing field, if he can get a pick or a younger guy for him, he might do that. I mean, Evan Turner, I, th- guessing. I think it's more valuable in Boston, uh, is yeah. more valuable in Boston than in most towns. So. I think Turner would rather stay here, too, because he's being asked mm-hmm. to do so much. So uh, the main reason why I don't think Evan Turner would want to leave Boston is because he's had so much trouble fitting in everywhere in his career. He finally has found somewhere where the coach is 100% behind him. He's able to comfortably flow within the offense. And his biggest issue has been he hasn't fit into an offensive system anywhere he's gone his entire career. He hasn't been that many places. He's in two teams. Yeah. Yeah, but there hasn't been I mean, a single... He bombed, he bombed with the Pacers. Bombed with the Pacers. He, you know, in Philly, Philly, he wasn't really was working out for him, though, either. I mean, he, totally. he's kind of made comments about how in Philly he kind of didn't really feel free mm-hmm. offensively. And, of course, you know, that Philly team, if they kind of kept him there, they could have been able to continue to build something. We don't know. But Evan Turner, he's made a few comments this year that kind of indicate that he finally feels like himself well, yeah. for the first time in his yeah, career. For sure. And that's a huge thing, and it's something that he had to learn the hard way of how valuable that is in the NBA. So I don't expect him to walk away from the Celtics, but if there's like I mean, if there's a huge money he's gonna gap build between his, what he's, he's going to build his value up, I think is what what Julian was sure. saying. The, po- and the point is, if, if he's yes, if he's building his value up as this player who's not necessarily the number two overall pick that people expected him to be, but not the bust that he might have been right. when his value went to an all-time low after the Pacers deal. Mm-hmm. You know what happens? I, mean, he's like the, I don't I don't have the answer. I, he's I like the biggest answer. free agent the Celtics have signed in, a, in <laughs> the last since like Dominique. Oh, boy, yeah. that is pretty sad. I'll tell you the biggest thing for but me it's tonight. It's working out for him, so maybe other fans yeah. would be like, hey. So other underachieving top pet draft yeah. picks. Get Derek Williams, Michael Beasley in the house, all the number oh, twos. Get Keith Van Horn, <laughs> the assistant coach. So, uh, but for me, the biggest thing with Evan Turner is we were calling him, uh, I was calling him Eric, Evan Turnover earlier in the year. Yeah, tonight, jerk. 12 assists, one turnover in a team high 35 minutes. I mean, that's that's huge. That's yeah. that's great. Not even Rondo is pulling off those kind of assist to turnover ratios there. So nope. he he's a lot more in control of his game. He's not really dribbling or passing the ball away nearly as much as he used to. And really, it's mostly just because there's less pressure on him to kickstart the offense. It's more mm-hmm. that he gets to get in the driver's seat while the car's already moving. Guess how many triple doubles Rondo has in Dallas? Zero. Pretty good. Zero turner. That trade worked out pretty well, didn't it? So you can't get many triple doubles when you get benched for yelling at your coach. <laughs> yeah, they don't record very easily from the bench. Okay, so just uh, really quickly, let's go to box and ball. What about real quick Zeller? We'll we'll end with that. So box and ball, ball of the night, obviously Kelly Olynyk because okay. he's a hero to all of us, our inspiration to live and all that stuff. For boxing out, the one eyed, the one eyed bandit, <laughs> one eyed wonder. Yeah. So um, and Willie. Boxing out. Not oh, boxing out. Uh, I'm going to go with 22%. That was the Celtics' three-point percentage. Wah, they got wah. the win, but they shot six for 27 from downtown. And a lot of that, three of four for Kelly Olynyk. So if I do some quick math here, that means the team, the rest of the team, shot three for 23. 
Wow, that's not mm. very good. The rest of the team has to step that up if they want to make this playoff push. Bit of a downer stat from Julian. Maybe he'll lift us up <laughs> a little bit they here. Won the Bring game. Up, I mean, you know what? I will speed things up with my fast break points. 19-9 from the Celtics. I thought early in the game, too, it looked like they were really pushing the pace out in transition. There were some, some nice cross-court passes. I know I was, I, was it Smart or Smart made a really nice pass to Kelly Olenek. Um, so, yeah, fast break points. And then for me, what you wanted to talk about, Tyler Zeller, eight ah. for nine from the field. Uh, he only went one for one in the second half, but he blew the gates open on this one. And then, of course, Kelly could c come and kind of take care of the rest of the game. But Zeller was great. He was, he was running the break. He was getting layups, had a jump hook, which I always love to watch him get those little eight-foot jump hooks. But you, know, you wanted to say something, Jimmy, so let, why don't you take that? Oh, I don't want to say much. I just, wanted, I just wanted to make sure we gave him his due. And also in the first, oh, it's, it's been gone. In the first quarter, he was the, their main offense in the first quarter. I think he had 11 points like really early on. He, and it's because he's a little quick on his feet. Yeah. And Hibbert's not. He just outran Hibbert down the floor a lot of times. That Definitely. Was, yeah. That's all I needed to say. That's it. That's all, all right. that's all that needs to be said. Well, Jimmy, we're glad that you joined us here. Max actually was coming out. We were going to have him come on the show. He wanted <laughs> to go home. Yeah, you missed it, actually. So. Well, it's no big yeah. deal. I mean, yeah. I think I'm... We got well, him to walk up to the desk like at better. least. It wasn't yeah. like we were really that close to having Max on. We just kind of talked to him for a second. Well, didn't, wouldn't you rather have me? We yeah. Come on. Yeah, it's a good foot and a half between the two of you there. <laughs> so... For Julian, yeah, you'd have to you'd have to mess up the camera would be all over the place. Like this just works. Well, we would just get those kind of like booster seats, like Phil Jackson. We just sit <laughs> yeah. on like a pile of uh, cushions or something like I, that. I, I, I know that's sit on Jared's shoulders. And, <laughs> and, and then Kyle sure. would just come in and kind of lay one across big the table. Suit, just yeah. like one person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the three J signing off here on the Garden Report. Don't forget to do that reached uh, poll. Uh, don't forget to drink Peak Organic Brewing Beer. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to sit down on the air. Uh, don't forget to learn about Sufferlinda.com. And don't forget to download a free audiobook over at audible.com. They are the kings of audiobooks. And I'll tell you, as someone that doesn't like to read, audiobooks are a lot more fun than oh, reading yeah. books. Popping in the, uh, the, the ride home from yeah. work or whatever. I just, just finished the uh, Tina Fey autobiography pretty recently. That was an incredible book. <laughs> the, that was no, an incredible Dead serious. Dead serious. I've been an Audible.com customer for a long time. I don't want... That, listen, Audible.com, is, is that's a great thing, but I don't know what made you go to the Tina Fey autobiography. Well, for one, Tina Fey is a comedic genius. Two, it's a wonderful book. Three, all the SNL, 30 Rock content is great. Four, it's called Bossy Pants. Come on, man. That's an that's easy sell. That's what it was. That's an easy that's sell. Somebody who watches that would have four reasons as to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, listen. All right, are we still on the air? Yeah, we're still on the air. Good night.